Good evening. This is Lehigh Valley Discourse, and you are listening to Teen Money Matters. We're your hosts, Sonika Kotari and Jaydita Kothari. Teens have enough to think about with growing up, such as societal pressures from peers, parents, family, and more. So how can young people set themselves up for financial success? This program will explore ways to save, budget, and understand the importance of managing money for the future, including interviews with fellow teens and insight from local experts in the financial world. Tonight we feature Parkland High School junior, Anthony Tomey. Hi, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, guys. Just to introduce myself a bit, I'm a junior at Parkland High School, and um, I'm really passionate in the fields of computer science, artificial intelligence, and engineering, and Beyond high school, I wanted to pursue these interests in college. And to talk about um, this podcast in specific about making money, I'm currently working as a private tutor in uh, mathematics, programming, and physics. And I'm excited to share my experiences on this podcast. So thanks for inviting me, guys. Yeah, great to have you on. Yeah, thank you for coming on. We're excited to have you here. Tonight, we will be talking about taxes, everyone's favorite thing. So um, (laughs) before we get into some of the questions we have for you, Tony, just to give our audience a little precursor into what taxes are, they're basically mandatory contributions that every person makes to the government. So these are at a local, state, regional, and even national level. Taxes are used to fund different government activities, so you'll see them funding for schools, healthcare programs, infrastructure such as roads and other things. So this just a very precursory glance at what taxes are. Yeah, and then there's also many different types of taxes. As Sonica mentioned, there's taxes at each different level, including local, state, regional, and national. But in addition to that, each of these taxes, they're taxed on different things, right? So the most common type of tax that we hear about is income tax, and that's tax on what you earn in a given year, and that's given to the government. Another type is sales tax, and a lot of teenagers, this is the first type of tax that they may experience, and this is when they have to pay a certain amount of extra money on products or services, and the rate of sales tax typically varies from state to state. And there's also property tax, which is when you have to pay money to the government based on how much land or property you own. Inheritance tax is if you inherit money or valuable items, the amount that you inherited will be taxed and given to the government accordingly. And the last common type of tax are tariffs, and tariffs are taxes on imported goods from foreign nations, and these are used to enforce stronger manufacturing practices and trade within the United States itself, so on a domestic scale. Yep, so that was just a very brief overview into taxes, so let's get into talking with you, Tony. So the first question we have for you is, how has money in general affected you and your life? Well, money has a, had a really big impact in my life. So first up, my parents, they did a lot of hard work providing for my family, so um, that allowed me to like appreciate the value of money. That's something I feel like that's really important in today's society. And moreover, um, I said before that I work as a private tutor. So um, that allowed me to support myself financially. And since I'm going to college, too, I need to start saving for my future education. So that allowed me to invest in resources that can further my academic growth. And also, overall, I can say that money has been playing a really crucial role in shaping my life. And also allowing me to make the choices I want to make in the pursuit of my academic and social goals. 
Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of teenagers can agree with that, especially with saving up for college and like having small jobs and getting the little amount of money. So to get started on taxes, as a teenager, what do you already know about taxes and their purpose in the real world? I say I have a basic understanding of taxes and the purpose. Um, I don't have like an in-depth understanding, but like I know that they're like these mandatory contributions that we make to the government, whether you be an individual or, or a business. And it's a source of income for the government to fund their different services, whether it be the schools in our education system or the hospitals in our healthcare system or our massive military. We need taxes to redistribute that wealth and to provide stability for funding these different programs or social welfare programs. So, yeah, that's what I'd say I know about taxes overall. So expanding on what you just said, why do you think taxes are important, if you do think that they are? Yeah, I think taxes are really important. First off, how our government functions with our different public goods and services, we need those public goods and services in order to, um, first of all, educate everyone and allow them to pursue their different careers, whether it be going to a technical school or going to college and getting a, a skilled job. Um, the, I, services such as our healthcare system, like I said before, in order to, um, let's say you needed to take care of illness, you can get that taken care of. Also, our public safety, such as our police officers, our um, security we need taxes to um, ensure that we have all of those different services. So I think that's why taxes are really important in our nation today. Yeah, definitely. So uh, just to expand on what we talked about previously about the different types of taxes, income tax is usually the one that comprises most of what you pay in taxes. So uh, we just wanted to ask what you already know about the U.S. federal income tax system and just income tax in general. U.S. federal income tax, um, I think it's like the primary source of income for the federal government. And it's also key to note that it's also a progressive income tax, Mm -hmm. if you've heard of that before. That basically means that um, people with more income are subject to like higher rates of of tax. And that's all that that basically makes sense because, I mean, if you have more money, it'd be good for you to allocate more of that money to the government, right? providing for services for the common good of the government, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to clarify on income tax in particular, income tax is one of the most important and controversial types of taxes as well in today's society just because of the many issues that arise from it, including uh, issues about wealth gap, taxing the rich more, if you've heard that phrase thrown around somewhere, and many of these things that you may hear in the news from time to time. That's why it's really important to know about the federal income tax system that the United States has. And this is pretty internationally known that most countries do have an income tax system on the federal level. And that's primarily used to fund these different activities that the government does take care of, including our public schools and our public hospitals and all the infrastructure that we use on a daily basis. Definitely. Um, I do think that taxes as a whole, and especially um, the federal income tax system, is one that a lot of political agendas also have different opinions on. So it's important to know, do the research on what you think um, your stance is on this issue, and there is, obviously, there's no correct answer. So uh, the next question that we have is, Tony, do you have 
personally experienced paying taxes in any way? And if you did, then what types of situations? So far, I, I don't have a whole lot of experience when it comes to filing taxes. That's something usually my parents handle. And um, yeah, that's what I have to respond to that question. I think I could say for the most part, most teens my age, they don't have a whole lot of experience. But I think it's important to get more experience because once you move out, and start your own life, it's important to get that. So I think I'm starting to learn a bit more about it from my parents. Yeah, and just to keep in mind for everybody, there's also not just income tax. Although income tax is the tax that does require the most amount of money that you might have to pay, there's also many other types of taxes, including things like sales tax, which are you probably pay them almost on a daily basis, including things that you purchase from stores like clothing and different jewelry items or anything in that realm. And I think it's really important that we recognize that there's also other types of taxes that are also being paid to the government and other entities as well. So I know you already mentioned that you don't have a lot of experience filing taxes or doing taxes itself, but do you have a general idea of how this process works, or do you know a little bit about what your parents have done towards that? Um, yeah, so like I said before, they've been telling me a little bit about it. So I know that um, first they need to like fill out all the necessary like documents and paperwork, such as like their W-2 forms, their expense records, etc. They also need to like determine their filing status and also like fill out the appropriate like tax forms. And they, there's like a lot of key terminology, but there's something called a deduction or deductible that they need to exempt from their gross income. And after they do all the calculations, they can actually complete their tax return and submit it to the IRS. And this is like an annual process that's done by most Americans. And a lot of people also refer to, such as my parents, they refer to um, like tax professionals to um, help them out with this process since it's sometimes pretty like tedious or they use like software such as TurboTax to assist them. So that's the lesson I know about. Yeah, definitely. When in doubt, have other resources, ask other people because that's the only way that you can get a better understanding of it. So connecting back to our previous episode on income and benefits, which if you have not checked it out, you should make sure to do that. Uh, Do you think that high schoolers should have jobs? And if so, do you think that they should have to pay taxes? Why or why not? I think that a lot of high schoolers should have jobs that are in a field that generally interests them. For me specifically, that would be um, teaching mathematics and science. I love doing that. And not only you do what you love, but you can also have valuable benefits such as learning responsibility, um, managing your time along with all your other activities that you have and homework, etc. And also managing your finances. That's what this entire podcast is about. So they also like allow you to grow personally and also like develop certain life skills. So I think getting a job is really good for um, many people this age in order to develop these skills once they move on to um, future endeavors. And as for paying taxes, I think taxes should be something, well, this is my opinion, but I think it's something that should be um, regardless of your age. It should be based on your income instead. So if you have a very high salary or um, wage and you're a teenager, I think you should be using um, a certain portion of that just like everyone else and allocate that to the government in a tax. And I think every teenager should be doing that somewhat. So that's my take on it personally, but it could be argued the other way around certainly as well because 
people could say that a lot of teenagers are working in the first place because they're in a situation where they need that money desperately. So giving it to the government wouldn't be a viable option for them. So it can be definitely argued. Yeah, so just to uh, wrap up here, how do you think that schools should approach the concept of teaching how to pay taxes? Um, Yeah, that's really important in our school system. I think they need to start teaching taxes at an early age, like the concept of taxes, like allocating your money to the government and how it's really important and the purpose, basically how um, it can help with our infrastructure, our education, our healthcare, and our different like welfare programs, like all of you guys know. You need to establish that relationship within our children in our, in our schools in a very young age. But also you need to teach them like practical skills such as maybe like completing the tax forms and uh, like understanding like the different um, deductions and the um, liabilities, all that stuff. At like a uh, middle age, they should have like maybe like a class dedicated to that mm-hmm. or some sort of opportunity, which many like I, I feel like middle schoolers could probably exploit. And also I think it's really important since we're I mean, we're living in the 21st century to incorporate technology into our understanding of how taxes are filed because um, many people today use different software to file the taxes. So understanding that software can be key to teaching children how to file the taxes once they grow up. Um, lastly, I would say is maybe they could, our school system could incorporate maybe different professionals who know a lot about how taxes are filed, like such as an accountant or someone from the government to talk and share their insights about how taxes are important and how to file them and whether you be in a different position in terms of your income or your job, how to um, respond in that situation. I think all of those things combined could be really effective in teaching students how to um, develop like an understanding of taxes and like be like a responsible American citizen. So, yeah. Awesome. I love those ideas. Um, the balance and everything you said, definitely. They're all very mm-hmm. necessary. But we are getting through to the end of our time with you today, Tony. Um, thank you for being here with us. We had a great time talking to you. Yeah. March. Thank you so much for the great conversation. All right, guys. Have a nice day. Thank you, too. We are going to take a short break. You are listening to Teen Money Matters with our guest, Anthony Tomey. And we are talking about taxes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Spread the word about your business or organization to a well-informed audience. Become an underwriter with WDIY. Our lineup of NPR news and locally produced programs reaches thousands of engaged listeners in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. Underwriting on WDIY is an affordable and effective way to provide information about your product and services to people who care. To learn more about underwriting opportunities, 610-694-8100 or WDIY.org. Welcome back to Teen Money Matters. We are talking about taxes with our guests, Anthony Tomey and Dr. Brunstein at Lehigh University. Before we went to break, we were speaking with Anthony, and now we will be talking to Dr. Brunstein. Hi, Dr. Brunstein. Uh, Before we get started with our agenda for today, could you please tell us a bit more about yourself and your career as a Lehigh University professor? So I arrived to Lehigh University in August of 2017, and I began teaching uh, economics, macroeconomics, money and banking, economic development, and now I also teach a class in the economics of gender and race, 
And I also been working since then as a multicultural liaison for the Office of Diversity, Inclusion and Equity, working um, as a liaison with the community, between Lija and the community. Awesome. Yeah, it looks like you've done quite a bit of things. Um, and just for our audience to know, uh, you have also done a lot of work in other countries, such as Argentina and Mexico. And right, right now, in the Valley, uh, you've been exploring how Lehigh University can improve the lives of marginalized people here. So can you tell us more about this work that you're doing? So basically, I inform to some extent, you know, by my work before and some work that people have done on economic development, I realized that one of the most effective ways to improve the lives of the community here in the Lehigh Valley is by trying to increase access to first-generation students who usually are students who come from low-income households Mm -hmm. and they are minority. Like, I mean, we have a lot of Latinos who come from Puerto Rico. The great majority come from Puerto Rico and or maybe they're second generation, but uh, their parents never went to school or never went to university, actually. So I've been working with that, with the community on that aspect. So I'm also got involved with uh, nonprofits who work in these projects, and I invite students over, trying to increase awareness. Lehigh does a significant amount of work in um, recruiting and supporting uh, the dreams, really, of first-generation students in the Valley. And mm-hmm. we have been doing a pretty decent job in terms of, uh, you know, relative to what other universities are doing, I think Liha is doing a lot of work on that area. Not just because of me. I mean, uh, a lot of people are involved. Uh, so it's a, I'm, I'm a part of a big team at the Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity, and all of them have been doing uh, magnificent work mm-hmm. with first-generation students, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so I think this is really cool work, and a lot of your interests and our interests uh, while creating this podcast really align. We want to help other people and improve others' lives. So to get started with our topic on taxes, you're an expert in the economic field. So what experiences have you had with personal finance and specifically taxes? Well, I mean, in terms of taxes, what it has to be, I think what it has to be understood, I think sometimes this is not completely understood by people in general, is that taxes is a political and a social phenomenon. It's an institution. I mean, we have taxes in any country, like the United States, you know, to support the social work, the work that we do, that is functional to the objectives of the social contract, right? I mean, this implicit contract between the state and the people, and, you know, to provide the type of country that you want to have. You know, we try to support a democracy, we try to support uh, what we call capitalism, for lack of a better name. You know, we have a social social system, an economic system, and, and so we have uh, regulatory bodies, we have powers, you know, we have powers that presumably check each other, more or less, you know, um, effectively. And that's our social contract, you know, that, that is the state that we try to provide. So, but taxation is always a political issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you go about subsidizing companies and why do you do it and why do you consider that more effective or less effective than, for example, you know, decreasing income taxes or changing the progressivity or regressivity of taxation? All that really is determined 
by I would say political conversation, political I mean right now for example, that is precisely the point, right? I mean right now the Republicans uh, and the Democrats are negotiating taxes, are negotiating subsidies, are negotiating social expenditures, and they're also, of course, negotiating the how much do we want to borrow in the future, you know, the debt ceiling. But, but essentially, when you say experience, you know, essentially the tax system is a political, it's a political question, it's a social question. It's not really an individual question, I don't think. Mm-hmm. At least what you want me to answer is something different, but most of us, you know, we live in a country with a form of taxes that may change over time with each administration and each Congress, but at the end of the day, is what it is. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's based on political negotiation in Congress. Definitely. No, I like your viewpoint on this. So um, kind of on a different note from there, what are some tips and pieces of advice you have on filing taxes? I mean, at the individual level, I think that based on my own experience over the years, I personally use a software, and I want to say the name on the radio because I think that, you know, (laughs) it's free propaganda, but I mean uh, free commercials, you know, but I mean you can almost use any software these days. If you have a very complex set of investments, you know, if you have commercial investment, if you're getting dividends from your from your investments, for example, under different type of investments, if you, you know, have real estate uh, out of which you get profits, and if you have been selling and buying assets, then you probably want to hire an accountant mm-hmm. because there are a lot of very complex loopholes. You know, if you donate money to charity and it's a lot of money, then, of course, but let's, you know, the great majority of people in the United States have very simple tax structures because, you know, most people don't own that much in terms of financial assets or real estate or investments or they don't donate that much to charity. So for most people, it's it's a very simple thing. You know, I mean, you just file your taxes using one of those, you know, very basic software programs that you can buy commercially or some of them are free depending on. For most families, I would say that it is pretty safe to file relatively simple, Mm -hmm. 1040 simple, you know, without too many loopholes because most of the loopholes we don't get to use, really. (laughs) You have to make a lot of money in order to actually take advantage of some of the loopholes. So I, I, and, and taxes used to be much more complex, but now with software, you know, with the software available, you can pretty much enter the numbers on your W-2s, and you're pretty much there very quickly. And just to look at, like, a bigger picture, at Money Matters, at Teen Money Matters, we really emphasize the point of learning from others and understanding others' viewpoints. So from a multicultural point of view, what are some other ways that countries outside of the United States handle taxes, and how do you think the United States could maybe even change their systems to better implement the tax system? Well, it's not so much about, I mean, we have a progressive tax system, yeah. but in effect, after you look at all the loopholes and write-off, it's a regressive tax system. And the reason is that most corporations or a large number of big corporations get to find different ways and loopholes to pay less taxes than they should. So effectively, 
millionaires pay percentage-wise less of their income, their actual income that we pay. So if an average household pays maybe 28 or 25 or 32 or 15 percent or 20 percent, uh, you will find that sometimes someone like Bill Gates, you know, or some of the people who are in the top 500, you know, fortune list, they probably pay percentage-wise a lot less, partly because they're able to capture and benefit from the loopholes, which they effectively can, you know, lobby through their lawyers in Congress throughout the year to make sure that, you know, the, our fiscal structure can change. The structure is very complex, and I actually will say that it's not bad. The complexity is actually really good, but the question is we have to really be able to enforce the laws and close some of the loopholes, which is something that people like uh, Nancy Pelosi and others, uh, AOC, you know, Bernie Sanders, you know, they have been arguing for years that what we need to do is to close the loopholes on certain tax, uh, you know, structures. For example, you know, excessive subsidies for investments, excessive subsidies for, you know, other projects and other ideas. And comparing to other countries, I wouldn't focus on the structure. I would really say, you know, what do they do with their taxes, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you have countries that spend a lot more on the health system, spend a lot more in education, but even that is a matter of controversy, right? For example, we actually put a lot of money in our medical system and our outcomes are inferior to other countries. So the question is why? I would look at Nordic countries, for example, and mm. I would say, look, you know, if you want to make our tax money be more efficiently used, maybe what we need to do is to have better institutions. And I will start by reforming the K-12 through educational system in our country. Mm -hmm. I think we spend way too much money on it for what we get. And maybe what we need to find, you know, maybe we need to find is different ways to actually implement our taxes. And it's not so much about how much we spend, but how we spend it. The type of people we bring on board, you know, mm -hmm. the salary structure of the system itself. Same thing with, um, you know, with our healthcare system. It would be very easy right now without changing our tax structure to implement universal health care by making Medicare, you know, to transforming Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I mean, let's put it this way. The question that you're asking me is really complex because right. it's not so much to compare, you know, what other countries are doing because it's not how other countries are structuring their tax systems. It's how they enforce the mechanisms in place. See, we don't, we don't really, I, I don't think we have to, you know, reward the entire system. What we need to do is to be able to actually close the loopholes that we need to close and enforce the upper 1% of the distribution of wealth and income in this country to pay the first share of taxes. Mm -hmm. but the only way that you can do that is by basically implementing what we already have on the books, that often we need to close many of the loopholes. I mean, if you look at the banking system, for example, what happened recently? You know, we bail out the banking system again in California, right? Mm -hmm. And we keep doing it and doing it because if we allow that to fall apart, then it's a problem. But we could actually prevent that from happening again. And we haven't done it because over the years, the regulatory system 
that is in charge of detecting, for example, vulnerabilities in the banking system has been eroded through lobbying. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that were on the books slowly have been vanishing from the books. Uh -huh. And so we allow bank the banking system to go back and speculate again into things that they shouldn't be doing, or, or maybe even uh, running just basic stress to prevent banks from running into problems. Like, you know, the bank in California, they had too many investments into just one type of instrument, and it made them very vulnerable. So that's the type of thing we need to think. I, I, I would say this, you know, I think it's a good question, but the real question behind it is what do we do with our taxes? Mm -hmm. yeah. How do we implement our public policy to make our taxes work more efficiently for us? Right. Now, that's a really good, um, that's a really, a lot of good information to think about and consider. And I think uh, a lot of the things that you said are things that we need to think about, but there might not be one straight solution to all of this. So I think that's where some of the controversy comes in. But definitely some things to think about. So we are unfortunately nearing the end of our episode today, but it was a great time talking to you, Dr. Brunstein. We have one final question. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience today? No, I mean, in terms of, you know, personal finance, perhaps the important question I think is, for many people, you know, when they think about, forget about, you know, the question of taxes, you know, but I think there was a question about personal finances as well. I think one of the bigger problems is that sometimes people start working when they're young and they don't often think about the importance of just putting a little bit of money into some kind of retirement account. But the real issue, too, that sometimes people are facing these days is that a lot of people in your audience, you know, I ended up working for, like, uh, gig jobs, uh, outsourcing jobs, you know, that often your independent contractor. And in that case, there is no contribution going to your Social Security fund. And so 40 years from now, when you're about to retire, after you went, you know, working for 40 or 50 years, you realize that there is a lot of money that is not there because, You've been working, but you're not been saving. So it's always important, you know, as you keep working over the years, even if you're working as an independent contractor, to make sure that you set some money aside. Definitely. So, you know, that's, that's what a big thing, you know. I mean, if we cannot count on the Social Security benefits for different reasons, you know, we have to have some kind of 401K or something waiting for you at the end of, at the end of your life, you know, otherwise... Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to support yourself. Yeah, um, and definitely we've actually talked about retirement and investments before on this podcast. So just a quick reminder for our listeners to check those episodes out if they haven't. But thank you so much, Dr. Brunstein. It was great having you on. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for making time for this conversation. You can also find past episodes and other public affairs programming at WDIY.org and on major podcast platforms. We're your hosts, Sonika Kotari and Jedita Kotari, and this is WDIY 88.1 FM. Tune in next Thursday for more Lehigh Valley Discourse, and we'll see you next time on Teen Money Matters.